Tandem Nomads, episode 27. You even had to answer questions like that, that for how much money would you change? No, it's not about the money. Uh, most of the people don't understand that it's not really about the money or it's not only about the money. It's actually for the ride, for me as well, and, and for my husband too. It's a hell of a ride. Sometimes it's up and sometimes it's upper, but it's so colorful. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, where inspiring expat partners from around the world share with you how they turn the challenges of relocation into great opportunities. So are you following your partner abroad for his or her career? Then Tandem Nomads is the place for you. Go to tandemnomads.com and sign up for the newsletter. Hello, hello Nomad Nation. This is Amel Deregui and today I'm very excited to introduce you our guest, Asetila Kerstinger. Asetila, are you ready for the ride? Yes, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Asetila comes from Albania and lives today in Turkey, Ankara. She was previously also living in Austria and Moldova. She has a master in international business and is completing her PhD in philosophy. Asitila is a trainer and an expert in international development. Uh, she has actually a consulting and training company, Kustinga Consultant, in export management, uh, competitiveness, international marketing and intercultural management. While relocating with her family, she took on various trainings and even worked for free to learn all about international development. And thanks to this experience, she also could add this extra value to her clients and bring them extra services in international development. So, Asetila, this was a very, very short overview of who you are. Can you tell us more about you and what's happening in your life today? Yeah, as you said, I was born and raised in communist Albania. The country was very limited in, in, in international contact. Mm -hmm. I always wished and dreamed to live internationally since I was 10, I guess. Mm -hmm. So be careful what you wish for, my kids. <laughs> Today I'm married to a wonderful husband and our sunshine Felix is six and we live in Ankara, Turkey since two years, two, well, more than, a bit more than two years. Before we lived in Austria and before that in Moldova, on the south, actually in the south border to Ukraine. The first time um, I followed my husband only part-time Uh, to Mol in Moldova, there were a lot of projects going on in my life at the time. I was working, studying, and um, yeah, and these other projects. Um, but this time was different. Well, this time, um, I decided to take the full assignment. One of the reasons, or maybe one of the biggest reasons, was our Felix. Felix at the time was four years old, and I said, um, you know, Felix will only once be four years old. He will only once be five years old. He's, he will only have one sixth birthday. First day of school will be only one. So if we stay in Austria and Daddy is in, in, in Turkey, it doesn't make so much sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, my family, the happiness of the family comes before any job. I mean, it's just a job. If I want one or I want another one, I'll find one. Good job at that time. And um I had found just founded my consulting company and I was building it up. Uh, I was still working for this other company, but I was still uh, building myself up and, and making more training and making more certifications in Austria. And um, so I was in a good path, but it was just a job. Yeah. Then we decided to come to Ankara. How did you meet with your husband? Yeah, we worked in Albania together. Um, I actually, I said I, I really wanted to work always internationally. I never wanted to leave Albania like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was never in the plan. I mean... You know, it was like uh, even for, for family reasons, you know, my family 
my parents and my grandparents and my grand grandparents they always married people from the same uh region uh so <laughs> it was like that yeah oh, i see so, so what helped you change your mind my wonderful husband yeah it just it was really uh, like it was my movie yeah wonderful. now it's like uh 13 years later we are still in the same movie and some Oh, movie. This is nice. It's nice to hear that. Okay, so then you decided because of Felix, you decided to go to Turkey, and uh, and what happened then? How did you transport your company, your activities? What happened with your professional life once you got there, or even personal? Because you must have had also to adapt a bit to the country, etc. Tell us how were your first months there. Um. Uh, the beginning was, was was not the traditional way. I mean, uh, we came, I, I did all the relocation. I did the whole searching for the apartment. That's what we do, actually, always. I do that, and he does uh, the work. Um, I quit my job, and um, I was, because I did a training for the chef from the Chamber of Commerce of Austria, and it was very intensive. So uh, I was living between Austria and Turkey for the first four, five months till I finished this training. And Felix was being with me when I was here, and then if I was staying long in Austria, then in Austria. Um, so we found a kindergarten here, and uh, we moved from the other kindergarten. Even for Felix, it was easier, the, the, the change. It was not from day one to, I mean, tomorrow we move. So we, we, we used this four months. But then it was for the whole time. Then I was here the whole time, 100%. So, uh, yeah, then as it started, it was great. I mean, the beginning, uh, it looked strange. I even had this um, encounters with other um most of the time poses of, of colleagues of my husband, How this is how it started. But then as soon as your kid goes to kindergarten, then uh, life becomes much better and much more colorful. It was the same in Austria, though. As soon as Felix went to kindergarten, then you have a lot of more friends, own friends. You don't hang anymore with your husband's friends. And uh, I was lucky that most of uh, friends, the parents of, uh, of Felix's friends, uh, they are uh, really very, very interesting people, uh, full of ideas full of energy we shared we chatted um this came this grew up slowly mm. some of them left already they're very nice but we they have they have a great um other posting uh some of them are still here and will be sad when they leave next year because it looks like we'll be the longest <laughs> mm. um in the meantime felix went to another school uh he's not anymore in the preschool in the kindergarten so there you have other friends and um uh parents of friends uh Honestly, now I'm more busy with my things. So, um, and he's going to school till four. So um, there is less time to, 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 to have tea. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you busy with? I'm working now on a on a project um, in Tirana. Of course, I've left, but my heart still works for Tirana. I'm actually Tirana right. is the capital of Albania. Right? Uh, I'm writing this project today and tomorrow because I have to meet some um, potential uh, partners in, in Vienna on, uh, on, on, this, on Thursday this week. Um, additionally, I'm doing my PhD in, uh, um, in management, actually. It's a doctor of philosophy in management. Um, so I'm working on that. It's, very, it's, it's a full-time job there, too. So mm -hmm. I'm writing a lot of full-time <laughs> temporary <laughs> jobs. Um, here I'm teaching in Ankara at the university. I teach last semester a couple of hours, and now I got a full semester to teach. It's a, it's not a, a typical uh, traditional teaching lecturing, but it's a project for students. Um, what are you teaching? 
I'm teaching entrepreneurship, one class, and the other one is uh, project cycle management, logical framework approach. I, I like this. This is really very specific and um, I like it. Very interesting. So basically, let me try to summarize, Attila. You are uh, a mom, first of all, taking care of your family, also studying and working on your PhD, having your company as a consultant, consulting companies in international development and teaching. Yeah, and I have uh, another project. I have to be six months. I forgot that. <laughs> I have to be this year six times in the Eastern Partnership countries um, for a SME competitiveness project from uh, the Euro Chambers of Commerce. Okay, uh, tell me, how do you do all that? Because seriously, <laughs> I'm having a hard time following. It's Why like... do you think I do the very beginning? I have a wonderful husband. <laughs> I think it happens alone, you know, you need support. He, I support him when he needs me, and I and he supports me a lot when I need him. This is amazing. So, so how, how do you support each other? Yeah, I mean, I'm flying, for example, on Thursday to Austria, and I'm trying to let everything finish for him, like iron, cooked, even, even the breakfast, the, the meals for my kid. But my husband said, do you think I cannot do that? <laughs> no, I mean, um, he, he, he travels a lot. We try to make a good schedule. We need a really good calendar because we have to really put everything where, where who is where and what we're doing where. Uh, we do a lot of holidays uh, as well. Um, all his time because in the holiday I am I don't have to be anywhere mm. you know I have to be in an office so I, my office is with me uh, so uh, I take this advantage that whenever he has time then we just go to the south or to the north or to the beach in Tur Turkey is so beautiful um, just to take a break and then I work from there when I can but we are then together and This year is a bit more complicated because our son is going to school and we are even bounded on his school holiday. But unless otherwise, when there is school holiday, we are away. Okay, okay so if, if now you go to one of those events and networking parties uh, and somebody asks you, what do you do? How do you answer in 10 seconds? <laughs> I thought about this. You know, at the very beginning, you have to say you are wife because, you know, So I said, I'm the wife of uh, this guy. We, didn't even, we are not even same nationality because my friends, for example, from the Polish embassy, they say just po the embassy, it doesn't matter. But I couldn't say the European delegation or I couldn't say Austrian embassy. Or... <laughs> so I said, I'm the wife of that guy there. And I you know, always. And then in the middle, I got a bit bored. I started having my projects, my clients here, maybe try to do some networking. And I was saying, yeah, this is my car. This is my company. Honestly, I found out that not a lot of people are interested in that because most of them are diplomats <laughs> and <laughs> the receptions we go. Then I, uh, I, I went back to the phase of I'm wife. Huh? Uh, no, I don't know. No, I have been so long not, not in receptions because it was Christmas. And uh, so I don't know. It'll be next. <laughs> I will. You're I can, so funny. I'm teaching yeah. at the university. Now, because now I'm teaching here. So I can say, yeah, you know, I'm teaching at the Ankara University. And you know... Soon, my two, my, 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 soon I would like to teach in the most prestigious university in Ankara. So, yeah, wow. that's more easy. I just want Nomad Nation. I would like to make a clarification. I think that the events we're talking about are those events that are organized among diplomatic crowd, etc., which is very regular and very important to create relationships between countries. And I've been growing up also in diplomatic circles. And it's true that if you don't know that, maybe we wouldn't understand what you're mentioning, Estila, but there is somehow a, a common tradition of, of, of spouses of diplomats to introduce themselves with the country of their 
of their that their husband is representing. So it's very interesting what you said when you said I couldn't even say Austria because I'm from Albania, but my husband is Austrian. So it was very interesting the way you presented, and thank you for being so open about it. It's true. I mean, if I'd say I'm from Albania, are you from the Albanian embassy? No, you're from Austria. You're from Austrian embassy because I know. So it's like uh, I'm, I'm the wife. It's it's more honest, you know. Yeah. It takes time because it, it was it, it's. I was not prepared of this. It, you know, you go there and you're, so you, where are you from? And I'm Tila, uh, I, or I don't have to show up to my job, but this is the, the etiquette. So Amazing. Now, if you go to events that are not related to your husband's job, how do you present yourself in 10 seconds? I am as a Tila Kustinger, um, and uh, this is my husband. <laughs> so you go with your husband also to professional events? Yeah, I try. <laughs> oh, okay. Elevator pitch. Yeah, I try to tell. Depends who. I, first, I ask. You know who they are, and if they, if I see that there is some um, potential cooperation, when I always uh, say that I am from Austria, I'm an Austrian, Austrian company. The, my visit card is very, very easy and very simple. It says, tell what, what do I have? I, I produce a, a business card. And uh, in the back, I have even a place where people should write where I am from. I even let it clearly that I'm the girl from Albania. Or, but I always try to remember to say something about Albania because I remember people don't remember names a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But if you tell the country, then they will. So they will always remember the Austrian from Albania or something like that. Very smart. Right. Yes. I mean, nobody will remember my name. It's so difficult. But if I tell this to, I'm pretty sure they, and I, I, I recognize that next time they, they remember me, the one from Albania and Austria. Asitila, this is really important what you said now, because I'm going to soon prepare an episode to help expat partners build their pitch and present themselves, what we call the elevator pitch. And there's two important things you said here just in a few seconds that I would like us to focus on. The fact that you said, well, it depends on who I'm talking to. And that's really the first thing that when we present ourselves we should know if we especially if we have a business is who are we talking to to say the right thing right away in few seconds and then the second thing is that you said is making sure that they remember you and as they're not used to your name you make sure that they remember you, how different you are with one element and in your case is being coming from Albania and this is really smart we briefly talked before the interview and I loved when you explained me how you got to start introducing, um, for example, international development in your service. And you just accept that sometimes you have to work hard to learn and to get your clients and, and in order to be able one day to, to charge for your services. So could you take us through what, how did it go in your head when you arrived in Turkey and started saying, okay, now I'm going to work and do whatever I can to learn about international development? What, how, how did you do that? Do you want the honest story? I want the honest story. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, I never I, I always thought I would find a job in Turkey I was never depressed or, or angry or, or scared nervous that I will not find anything the only thing was what I will find I even had plans I searched for jobs I, I didn't find a lot in the job platforms um, and then I said okay it's not I, this country doesn't I, I was thinking what does this country need from what I can and it was not a lot honestly at the beginning because I didn't speak the language And but one day before I met these uh, friends from kindergarten, it was one of these beginning of the four, four, four months, I met some other ladies. And um, from um, one one lady I knew, she brought me to another bunch. She didn't know them too. And we had a very nice uh, round of tea and coffee. And after uh, most of them left, 
uh, one of them said, okay, see you tomorrow. They, they knew them, most probably. And the other one said, yeah, but no, I can't do tomorrow because I'm busy. And the other one said, what, what are you busy? What are you doing? I'm washing my car and I have to do my nails. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my. How long have you been here? And she was like, four and a half years. I was like, oh. I came home and I told my husband, oh, my God, in four years, there's nothing to do for me here. You know, I cannot find a job. Unless you're an English teacher, you can teach, or French teacher, you can find a job everywhere. But unless than that, you'll never find a job. So I'll be four years washing my car and doing my nails. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband said, no, no, you're not. <laughs> so I started searching and searching and trying to find out what, what is it necessary here, you know? Um, and this, I think it's, it should go through everybody's mind. If your expertise or your experience is not really needed in this new country, then try to improve yourself or get better follower course or a webinar or do self-study or, I don't know, tailor-made your offering to the new conditions. Be a chameleon. <laughs> and that's what I did, actually. So it's not that I could come here now with a big, uh, with a big uh, uh, crystal ball and, and, and uh, advise Turkish companies on, even if I didn't speak the country, the, the country language, I didn't know the country or uh, the business environment here. So, so that'll do something new. So what is good that I, I always needed to do and I always wanted to do and I saw it different. I saw this development uh, uh, field because I always wanted to do this and I, I really was always in the private economy. So... And then I took this offering from, uh, uh, I, I searched the companies uh, who are doing this, and I called, uh, actually I called the first one, and the first one took me, and um, it was never a matter of money, I just wanted to be, this was like an internship, mm -hmm. uh, which I totally loved, and I learned so much, there were things I knew, it was nothing totally new for me, but they were like this practical uh, puzzle, missing puzzles, what mm -hmm. I had, so by being there every day, I, I, I found a lot of puzzles where they belong to. And it completed my whole framework on this. And I, I, I really liked it. But the other thing is, I couldn't take a contract, uh, like a full-time contract, employment contract, because the kindergarten, so, and my, because we were traveling so much. So there were a lot of things. It's not that um, uh, I was misused. I liked it. It was at both sides agreement. I totally learned. If I would have paid for this knowledge, I would have paid a couple of thousands euros. A very good point. Over That's where five. I wanted to go. <laughs> Over five, because this is very high, uh, high, uh, high, um, very specific, specific expertise. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so first of all, second, I was following. I would like to uh, to work, but I would like to follow my husband too, with traveling with him and going up and down because he had us. But so going back to Austria and having guests here, you know, when you're an expat, you have a lot of guests. So if you are working to a nine to six job and you are the expat partner and you have everybody visiting and then everybody showing the museum and this and that and having a sick kid and uh, your husband traveling at the beginning, it's not very fair even to the uh, because you cannot do it. It's not working really that you can have a nine to six job. Mm -hmm. oh. So yeah, no. for me it's really worth it every second and I we we are still friends. I mean I like this uh this uh, this person where we work. You know, Cecilia, my, my my motto is how do we turn the challenges of relocation into great opportunities? And I think that one of the great things that you did here to do that is that you took the time to learn and not wonder oh my god how am I going to work? How am I going to earn money? But more focus on what are you going to gain from your experience in Ankara? And you gained this experience by working with this company and this is huge you learned something that could have cost you like thousands if you had to pay for a training like this i think it's really this relationship i have with money and sometimes people don't understand how can you spend your day there for months and months and i was like but if you have to go to a course 
you go there and you pay, you know, a good course, whatever it is in this level, it will cost you in Europe, anywhere in Europe, 2,500 euros for three or four days. And there were months of training. There was on-the-job training, and it was not any training. It was um, so... Um, Very interesting, yeah. You've been living in, in different countries out of your own country. You come from Albania, and you lived in, uh, in Austria, in Moldova, and now Turkey. So... Was there any moment where you felt like a, an important cultural gap or cultural misunderstanding? Y yes and no. I mean, in Austria, for example, um, the beginning was very difficult because um, in Austria, I was I, I was exactly the same. I followed my husband. I was like an expat, but he was from Austria. So um, the status, it was always about the status thing. So you are not an expat if your husband is from there, but you are a migrant or I don't know, or <laughs> um, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, this, the pressure is more much bigger there. Oh, why do you think there's a pressure? For me, it was the pressure was much bigger. I don't know. I, I didn't work in Austria for a year. And then I searched very desperately for almost a year. And then one year I had a lot of, of uh, um, you know, this, this uh, offering, job offering. And then I started to study as well at the same time. I don't know. I, it worked very fine for me. But it worked much better when our son was born. Since he was born, then I was not anymore his wife in the, in the small town where we live. But I was Tila and Felix's mama and... Um, <laughs> And now, you know what's now? He's my husband. He's Tila's husband. <laughs> Why do you think suddenly things changed? What made it switch? Because I made my place in the, in, the, in, the, in the town. People gave me a chance to know me. But before, um, they didn't. Interesting. It's, a, it's, like, it's like the, the Austria is the shore and I'm the ship that comes to the shore. You know, the shore, the shore doesn't change so much. I mean, is this, it's a totally different... The ships have to go up and down with the tide, but the shore not. <laughs> the shore has been there for thousands of years, and they'll be there for thousands of years. So either you become flexible, and and uh, which I was, but you know, <laughs> and I totally love it now. I mean, you're great. I love the way you see things, and no no wonder that you're also making a PhD in philosophy. It must help you, I guess, to see life in a positive way. <laughs> It should. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, there is no other choice. <laughs> If you be negative, you close yourself in your, and you're depressive of what? <laughs> Actually, why are you doing this PhD? I mean, it's not like you're missing things to do. You have enough. I mean, you're busy. You have a business. You have family. You have teaching classes. Why are you going through this addition to that? Because I love school. I love teaching and I love uh, being taught. I don't know. And then I have this uh, urge of reading all the books. And I'm very so scared that I will not be able to read all the books. And when I'm at school, then uh, I'm forced to read. <laughs> so what is the one thing that you think living abroad in different countries has taught you as a person? Be positive, like you say. <laughs> be open to new cultures. Let yourself be surprised. Let the country surprise you. For example, as we moved to Turkey, I mean, I, as I told you, I was Albanian. I moved to Austria, then to Moldova, then back to Austria, and then uh, we had to go to Turkey. And then at that time, I had my friends, my Austrian friends in my or a town, a lot of them. And um, as we decided to move and we told them, many of their friends asked, like, are we nuts? Are you nuts? You cannot leave this beautiful Austria. It is the best. It won all the prizes. It's the best country to live in the world. You're going to Turkey? Um <laughs> For how much money can you... You even had to answer questions like that, that for how much money would you change? No, it's not about the money. 
most of the people don't understand that it's not really about the money or it's not only about the money. It's actually for the ride, for me as well, and, and for my husband too. It's a hell of a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's up and sometimes it's upper, but it's so colorful. It's right. <laughs> You're amazing. You wouldn't even say sometimes it's down, sometimes it's up. You would say sometimes it's up and sometimes it's upper. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our son, for example, you know, uh, my uh, our son is, he has this ability now or he is now transcultural, like you are. It's something you can never pay. I mean, where can you pay that to have a child uh, really like this, so international like he is? He had to grow up in Austria, and in Austria, I'm pretty sure he had to explain always himself that his mom is from another country. Now, most of his friends he's, he, he has here in Ankara, uh, they have parents of different, of mixed nationalities. It's just, I don't know, two of them, but they have uh, same nationality parents, but the rest they have. So having different nationality parents is just normal, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second, he speaks three languages. He's learning a fourth one, totally natural. We didn't even force him onto it. And uh, this is, he's six. Six and a half, because, you know, this half is a big deal. So, you know, he's, this thing you cannot, you can never pay. Yeah. You're so I, right. I, Ankara, then, then Turkey. Uh, Turkey is a beautiful country. I, I really loved as we, the decision came to, to come to Turkey. I was so happy because it's so rich culturally, culinary. It's so close to my, um, the mentality I grew up in. Yeah, okay, I was very, very too positive about Turkey at the beginning, actually about Ankara, but <laughs> the only thing was I got so happy to move to Ankara and I was thinking, having in mind Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Ankara was not Istanbul, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Quite different. Still, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice, it's a very, very, very nice um, yeah. way. It's all about expectations also sometimes, you know, we imagine things in a certain way and then we get disappointed, but sometimes it's easier to just let ourselves, like you said before, be surprised and not necessarily have too many expectations so that you can take every moment as it is um, instead of comparing to what you could have, you know, expected. I didn't mention too much your experience in Moldova. How was that? <laughs> Moldova was, uh, I think my husband should tell you about that more. <laughs> it was exciting. It was my very first one. I mean, the different, the culture differences there were very, very um big because it was my first uh, real experience in jumping cold water let's say and um and we were living in a very small uh town in the south moldova uh where the town itself was very multiculti because they were speaking it's a moldovan territory they were speaking russian or ukrainian and turkish it was a part of gagauzia um, so uh, very little people really spoke Moldovian or really lit or, or, or spoke uh, Romanian or Moldovian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to learn Russian. I learned pretty good Russian. I think you have to explain your background as Tindila because I think that depending on our upbringing, we take certain challenges differently. And I think that your strength and your great personality comes also from how you were raised and, you know, your own childhood. Could you talk about that? Oh, think of uh, North Korea uh, now. Uh, we didn't have atom threats, though. Um, it was totally isolated uh, from everybody, from everything. From um, You're talking you're, about Albania now, right? Yes, we lived. We were very poor. Uh, very, very, very poor. Um, because my, my, my father was a doctor and um, my mom was a teacher We had uh, and my grandfather worked um, at the pension, we had more income. But it's not that you could buy a lot of things with this income you had. We had much more income than maybe a family with four children with two incomes. But um, everything was restricted. You learned to appreciate everything. Mm-hmm. 
no, I'm so sorry that my son has so much toys and so much. We had to give toys to each other and even clothes. And I am still of this generation that I remember that I, my, my brother was complaining because he would get all my old clothes. And our aunt was a tailor. She, she could make our new clothes. But it was like that. So um, you appreciate. Mm-hmm. You appreciate. It's not that I don't uh, uh, I don't fall for consumerism. Of course, I buy a lot of crap uh, because it is a rough. <laughs> have to buy it <laughs> but uh, still you appreciate more the, the sad moments the bad moments and you, you are more thankful for what you have being with my husband here and with my son it's it's a blessing we are together we are all healthy we have a beautiful apartment we have a beautiful friends we can meet and they can come to our time every time you can be somewhere where you cannot go out i mean still uh, ankara i mean i have you know i i went to the university here in ankara and there are a lot of students from from countries where um just walking on the streets is not really uh it's not really possible because you can be blown out every time mm. so you have to be thankful for the good moments and for what you have and and then and then everything is okay be positive and um thank you Asetila. this is so important what you're saying and I don't know how many times I, I try to remind myself every day the importance of gratefulness, being grateful for everything we have in our life. And it's, I'm very happy that you remind us of that. One more question before we go through the spinning round. What would be your biggest advice if it's not being grateful to other expat partners to enjoy their ride and, and do the best to actually reach stability and build their own success? Yeah. Can I say one more than one? Please, go ahead. <laughs> No, I, uh, I, I, while being exposed pause, uh, I found out it's not that I have um, the, the formula, but I think keep searching for what you want. You know, what do you want? Some of them, some I know a lot of uh, ladies, they don't want to work or they don't, but they want to have something. So keep searching for what you want and believe it. And don't be judgmental. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't be judgmental because they don't take you from the job. They don't, they don't hire you. Don't be judgmental for the other culture. Don't be judgmental for the old, for, for anything. Um, stereotypes should not be part of the daily life of an expat, I guess. The more, actually, you say, the more you travel, the less you'll be uh, affected from stereotypes. And especially expats, I mean, they hang their, their life on, on, their, on, on, on other countries. So I see a lot of people making stereotypes and generalizing. And um, if you keep stereotyping for everything, everywhere you go, then you, I think you're wrong for this job. Second thing is money is not everything. You know, the man, there is this the, the quote uh, I said before, but um, the man who does more than he is paid for will soon be paid for more than he does. My one, my uh, own uh, saying is sometimes you just do things you don't get paid for and soon you'll be paid for things you don't do. And, and another very important thing I, I, I try is take one thing, at least one thing from the country where you've been. I mean, these countries are rich on so many things. Ankara, is, uh, Turkey is such a beautiful country. Take one thing. It should be, could be a language. My, my, I want to learn Turkish till the end. I have started my course, but till I go back home, I want to take Turkish with me. I mean, if you every four years where you change, you learn a new language. Wow, how beautiful is that? If it's not a language, it could be an instrument. It could be, a, I don't know, belly dance or a cooking or tradition style uh, and and hang with it, a lot of international friends don't hang with friends with your own nationality uh, or culture um, it will reach in your life you know you learn I learned of so many f- different foods and so many different things how they do things you I never thought of so not just the local cu- culture but as well other other people from other nationalities so true 
So true. You have thrown away so many important advice here. Everything you've been saying here is like so fundam fundamental to be able to enjoy our lives as expat partners and, and as human beings in general, you know, not just as expats. So thank you so much. Um, so we're going to go through the spinning round before we say goodbye. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, great. So what are your plans for the two coming years? Yeah, I'll keep following my contracts. Uh, I would like to, in two years, to get to teach in one of these prestigious universities I told you. So in Meto or Bilken. <laughs> I know it's very, 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 very difficult, but it's not impossible. I believe on it and I believe on me, so I will do it. You will. Uh, <laughs> Don't doubt a second. Apart from that, I will keep doing my projects. I know I'm pretty sure that uh, more I do, more I will get, so I don't mind on that. I'm not looking for a nine to six job, but I am really, really very busy. So, And I know that you read a lot. So is there a book you would recommend to tandem nomads and expat partners who have our lifestyle? Uh, a book that um, I even teach that it's this culture and organizations, software of the mind Beautiful. from Gerd Hofstede is a, a researcher and um, um, a professor uh, in uh, he's Dutch. And he did this for IBM, from for the company, computer company in the 70s, I think. This is the first thing where you teach international business, saying that you do business uh, with other countries. First of all, you have to learn your differences, you know. Can you summarize your services? I am an SME uh, trainer and consultant uh, and project manager. Yeah, and apart that, I teach for very, very uh, happily for, for youth, uh, how to um, go on with your finances, how to manage your money, how to become, how to grow your company. But this, this I do as my, you know, in this part of not being paid, because I think I have a power to influence people and I want to use it as much as, as long as I can talk and as long as I can breathe <laughs> uh, youth people, and especially Yeah, I try to do as much as I can in Albania. Xitila, you have shown us today that you do have this power to empower. Tell us, if Nomad Nation wants to reach you or find out more about you, what's the best way to find you? Coestinger-consulting.com is my website. And Acetila at questinger-consulting.com is my email address from the company. So, Nomad Nation, you will find all the information about Acetila on the show notes page of this episode. Don't hesitate to go there and uh, to comment and reach out to us if you have any questions. Acetila, again, thank you so much for sharing the amazing energy that you have and all these very important messages. Thank you. Thanks to you. Thank you, Nomad Nation. And if you need anything, I'm there. <laughs> Nomad Nation, if you enjoyed this episode i would really appreciate it if you could leave me your review and your comment you can do it through itunes or on the website of tandem nomads below the show note page of this episode